Hello, and this is Steve from Retroman Blog, and welcome to this very special edition of Retrosonic Podcast. Um, as you might have seen on the blog recently, uh, my colleague, uh, rock photographer Paul Slattery, has just released a brand new book of all of his Joy Division pictures. And um, as I said, you can see the blog and check out a little bit more information. And I thought, what better opportunity to get Paul along to talk about the book and the recent launch party up at uh, the Stockport Museum. Good evening, Paul. Evening, evening. It was uh, it was a really good launch party, apart from the weather, of course. Typical northern, you know, raining stair rods, cats and dogs, and all that sort mm. of stuff. But uh, we had a we had a great crowd come in. You know, a lot of people asked me a lot of questions. It was a, it was a fantastic place to have the launch. You know, uh, in uh, in the what is now the permanent Strawberry Studios uh, exhibition in the Stockport Museum. That's great. And I'm going to have the evening off now. I'm going to have a little bit of a break because um, to interview Paul about Joy Division is a bit more of an expert than myself. Um, We'd like to welcome Lee McFadden. Good evening, Lee. Hi. And Lee, you first reported um, on Paul's Joy Division photos when he had the original exhibition at Strawberry Studios and Stockport Museum on Joy Division. And that was a couple of years ago. And you were up there to see Paul do the talk. That's correct. And, um, well, a little bit before that, actually. Um, yeah. First off, um, because of our mutual loving of the fallen leaves, I got to know Paul, and uh, I interviewed you for the Joy Division Central website at the now belated, the now late Twelve Bar Club. That's right. And, uh, the much missed Twelve Bar Club. Mm-hmm. The much missed Twelve Bar Club. We all mourn the Twelve Bar Club. Yeah. But that's where we all met. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, and then uh, later on, you invited me to see the the the, the first prints of the uh, pictures in London that time. Well, it was really strange that um, that evening because we um, I, I said uh, I knew you were obviously a big Joy Division fan, and I remember that evening I just picked the prints up for the uh, Stockport Museum for the Strawberry Studios exhibit, um, and. Um, I said I'm going to be at this uh, exhibition of Ken Russell photographs, which are amazing, actually. Yeah, we met there, and uh, uh, Lee was actually the first person, apart from me and, and the printer, to uh, to actually see the prints. Sure. Mm-hmm. I said, "What do you think of them, Lee?" I thought they were amazing. You know, <laughs> I thought they were pretty amazing yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, they're yeah. iconic shots, aren't they? And, yeah, and this is what you've got together in the book. All, is it all of your Joy Division photos compiled? Is it, yeah, they're all. Ev- this book contains every frame I've ever shot of Joy Division. Okay. Yeah. Right, which isn't that many, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know the ones. What I found out, of course, is that there aren't that many photo sessions of Joy Division. Yeah. Just yeah. not that many, and uh, uh, obviously Kevin Cummins has got a great deal. He's got a fantastic load of Joy Division pictures, and he's done his book. Anton Corbin did a session. Joel Fernofsky's done a session. A few other sessions here and there. But what I found is that nobody had really got that many pictures of Joy Division. No one mm-hmm. took apart from Kevin. Waiting for a guy to come and take me by the hand. Could be 
been um, I've met a guy called Peter Wadsworth up at uh, uh, up at the Stockport Museum Peter Peter was the man who was uh, responsible for the strawberry studios exhibition there and Peter's a huge joy joy division fan big Stockport man you know Peter was saying that he was you know the the new the new gallery the new permanent strawberry uh, studios gallery in the Stockholm Museum was going to be opening at the end of July and I was thinking is that right and I was looking at my diary and figuring it was exactly end of July would be exactly 40 years since mm. I took the photos and I was saying to Peter what do you think you know do you think I I should do a book of, of my pictures. He said, he said, yeah, I'm sure a, they'll go like hot cakes. Mm. I said, it's not going to be that big of a book. He said, well, it's an iconic session. And, I, and he said, mm. it's pretty well the only one of uh, Joy Division around, uh, around Stockport. And he said, actually, it's pretty well the only one of any band on the streets of Stockport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I looked through the pictures, and um, and then actually I I, um, I did a mock up of the book and sent the mock up over to Lee to see what he thought of it, and he said, yeah. "Why not?" Yeah. And then I asked Peter again, and he said, "Why not?" So then I got my friend Dave Lane, who's uh, from Legends Publishing, who's previously published football books, to have a look at the photographs, and Dave said, "Yeah, let's go for it." Yeah. So that's it. So we we went for it pretty quickly and um, so I, we wanted to get the book out by the uh, 27th of July because the 28th of July mm. would have been 40 years to the day so so that we had the opening and the book launch uh, last Saturday which was 40 years to the day that I took the, the photos that's great Mm. And then, and then you're going to have some pictures on permanent display at the stock. Yes, there's right? four of my pictures from that session. Big, big A2 prints, uh, uh, which are on permanent display uh, at, on in the Strawberry Gallery. Yeah. yeah. So it's great seeing. I mean, you don't often see your pictures that big, but mm-hmm. uh, it's great to see your pictures when they're when they're in big prints in a frame because yeah. it's, it's you know you often see them smaller on the internet and, yeah. and the resolution of them was fantastic yeah, as well yeah. yeah it's great looking at them a big physical print quite yeah. frankly yeah and the book is um, we've got copies of the book here that you're signing individually because it's a limited edition book uh, it's going to be all individually signed by your good self and yeah, it's including I've been... a set of postcards and a, and a badge that's right um, so it's a lovely packaged hardback uh, small format book which we will talk B5, about later b5 format yep. and that's available now on legends uh, publishing which again the link will be on the blog where that's people right. can, we've had a lot of interest in it already and i know mm. you've got quite a few orders in so um i said as we're looking at the book here i'll hand you over to lee uh, and uh, you can commence to interview and i'll have a wee 
a wee dram. Good. <laughs> Off you go. There's a beer in the fridge, Steve, right? <laughs> <laughs> start with uh, asking a bit of background of um, the work you did for Sounds with Dave McCulloch uh, leading up to this uh, particular shoot. You're asking me to delve into my history from 40 years ago now, Lee, which is uh, quite an ask. Dave McCulloch was uh, Dave McCulloch was a fantastic writer on Sounds magazine and he was a genius at um, finding new rock bands, quite frankly. I'd been up to Manchester previously with Dave. We'd, we'd been up there to interview the fall the year before, in 78, and, uh, and the distractions too. So I quite like going up to Manchester with Dave. Dave had got this copy of Unknown Pleasures and uh, he'd been playing it fairly loud in the sounds office, uh, really to the dismay of the... <laughs> of the rest of the rock journos there because yeah they said it's got to be played loud you know excuse my Northern Ireland <laughs> but uh, he, he was right too and uh, I think it it was really um, so different from anything anybody had heard up until that point it was electronic in a way and uh, it was kind of loud mm. and it was post-punk and it was post-industrial. What else? Yeah. What else can I say? And it, it, it certainly, um, I was finding it hard to get into myself. And Dave was finding it hard to get into too. But he knew that this band was uh, was different, and uh, certainly worth um, worth uh, ex- you know worth uh, writing about. I mean, some, subsequently, Dave went on to write about so many bands, Echo and the Bunnymen, Teardrop Explodes, Zoo Records, The Smiths, mm. incredible um, incredible amount of bands that uh, he wrote about, Dave. Mm. And he, was a, he, he, was a great, he was a great journalist. But on reading the article, I don't know whether, you know, I don't know whether this would be a fair assessment, it seemed to me that um, at the start of the trip... He was kind of more keen on the band than you were, and then as the kind of the the day wore on, the uh, you know, the roles between you seemed to have reversed. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, I I, I would. Um, I mean, I was I was going to see an awful lot of bands then, mm. and going to see an awful lot of gigs, and I was 
my brain was exploding with the amount of music I was trying, I was having to listen to at the time. But I actually, I finally got into Unknown Pleasures. I remember it over the Christmas, over the following Christmas. Mm. I put it on uh, one evening and it just all made sense. So it took me a while to get into it, but I did get into it. But of course, Dave was more interested in, uh, you know, Dave was interested in, uh, you know, the significance of the name Joy Division mm. and and that sort of thing. Me, I was just interested in getting some photos. Mm-hmm. Right, that was my role. We're driven from the centre of Stockport out to the studios and then just before we get to the studios, we went up this nice hill, this nice cobbled street and there was like mills there and uh, the whole physical aspects of northern towns completely different from anything in London and I just thought maybe that this landscape actually suited the band and I wanted to get the band out into that landscape that was like my first priority really so of course the first thing we needed to do was get them away from the pool table and into <laughs> into the Waterloo pub, where the uh, where the where the interview took place. And the interview was kind of well, you can you can find it online. You can read Dave's interview. Yeah, we uh, we uh, I finally got we got them out of the pub and just went for a walk around. I thought I wonder where that cobbled street is. And we we walked up the hill, up to the top of Waterloo Road, and then round the back of the studios, and then blow me. There was that street, Hope's Car. There, there was the band in this landscape that I wanted, wanted them to be in. Yeah. And we kind of ambled on, and it was a nice afternoon. Yeah. It was a warm yeah. afternoon, and you can see all the band wearing, you know, everybody's wearing shirt sleeves. And yeah. uh, there's a few smiles going on as well, a bit of humour. Yeah. It wasn't a dour old photo session by any means, you know, and yeah. Ian Curtis was lovely. But did you get the um, the idea for uh, taking the photos in that kind of... I mean, were you thinking of this when you were hearing the album or was this just like an inspiration as you were driving into Stockport? You can never know when you go somewhere to photograph a band mm. where you're going to take the pictures. It could be in the studio. It could be out on the street. I like to kind of put people in their environment in a way. Mm. And that was Joy Division's environment. So... Actually, what I was thinking about coming up Hope's Car in the Car to Strawberry Studios worked out. just up in in Stockport to to interview Joy Division because we we were up also to go to see a gig that night which is called the Stuff the Superstars gig <laughs> in in the Mayflower Club in in Gorton yeah 
the fun house at the Make Flower Club, right? And uh, yeah, the fall were on that bill. I mean, Joy Division were quite low on the bill. Frantic Elevators were they on the bill? Who? Frantic Elevators, Mick Hucknall's old band. Uh, they might well have been, but I didn't see them. I know the Hamsters were on the bill. Didn't see them either. I saw Ludus, yeah, Linda Sterling, yeah, right. Oh, the Buscocks. So. We ended up yeah. photographing Morrissey, being Morrissey's mate, yeah, and uh, the Fall, of course. Mm. Joy Division run before them, and then the um, the headliners of the night were, were um, the Distractions, Manchester pop band, the Distractions, who I loved. I thought they were fantastic. As as is documented in Dave McCulloch's article, the interview was well, as you've said yourself in the book, difficult. How did you kind of persuade the band after that to actually engage in the photo session did you kind of like play a good cop to dave mcculloch's bad cop so to speak (laughs) well (laughs) i guess bands know the score yeah they expected us to come there they were ready for us they were playing pool they were ready for us it was just a question of so they knew Dave was going to ask questions, but Dave is a very Dave was a very probing interviewer. That's why the interview was difficult. Mm. And of course, I was just thinking, shit. I hope he doesn't piss him off that much. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, Dave did that with loads of bands, which who I managed to photograph without any problem. Right. You know, it's not that I, I think. And bands aren't stupid, you know. They, you know, they know that um, they know that you're going to write something about them. And even if the interview is shit, the photograph might as well be good. Mm. So I just, just wondered if uh, Rob Gretton might have been cracking the whip in the background to get him to uh, do the job. No, I don't think so. I think um, I, you know there was. Uh, I, I think it was. Uh, they kind of Ian, Ian Curtis was really. Uh, he was the one that was kind of smoothing the way really right he yeah. was the you know he was going come on come on let's off we go right so it was Ian he was very good natured and uh, we just sort of strolled out the studio up the road to the corner of Waterloo Road and I started shooting and then this Austin Gypsy stopped at the traffic lights oh yeah <laughs> right which is in quite a few of the pictures because I, I, I was, I'm a bit obsessed with Austin Gypsies. Right. Because a friend of mine had one. Right. I saw this car there. I thought, oh, blimey, look. Austin Gypsy. And there's a band there. The Austin Gypsy was standing there. And uh, then, I, was, I don't know, my camera drifted over to the right a bit. And I kind of <laughs> lost focus of the Joy Division a bit. And those, yeah. those, well, you know, that, that's what happens when you're a photographer. There was only one picture meant for the article. Is that right? That's right, yeah. And yeah, was that, yeah. Is that the front cover? The front cover picture is uh, is a great picture because it's um, each of the members of the band are looking right into the camera. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's the only Joy Division where that picture where that's the case. So the thing is, you've captured this classic. I mean, a classic cliche of a northern town, haven't you? With the, mm. the sort of chimneys and the mills in the background and the greenness. And I think, like you said, it does seem to sum up the music. Definitely. Well, everything's in there. The cobbled streets. I mean, it's a classic. Everything's there. Scene, isn't it? Uh, that's that, that's the thing. It's everything is there. Every, every element is there. I, that's why I love the picture so much, and that's why I love that session walking down Hope's car. The other thing is, it's it's a historical document now because you can't see this anymore because Hope's car has been tarmacked. Uh, the Portwood power station isn't there anymore. Right. 
and the mills over on the other side of the valley are still there, uh, but you can't see them because in the, in the, in the ensuing forty years, of course, all these trees have grown up, <laughs> so it's actually quite green. And the mill and the mill behind it, it, the mill further down Hope's car has um, has been demolished, so it's a different scene now. So that's why you know you look at that picture, you look at the pictures in the. Uh, that are in the Stockport Museum, they're historical documents, not only of Joy Division but of Stockport as well. Yeah, but was also the was also the choice of black and white film another factor in trying to kind of get that, um, you know, angle on their music and sort of marry marry the image with that. Well, in 1979, Sounds was still a black and white magazine. I, I shooting the odd bit of colour just for fun, really, but it wasn't being used by the. By the uh, by, by Sounds magazine, right? But yeah. that Joy Division, I didn't do any colour of Joy Division because all, all of the papers were like Enemy, and they were all black and white, weren't they? They and were why, until like Smash Hits came out, when it which was like bright and glossy and colourful. Pretty it's, much everything was black and white, wasn't it? Well, it was around eight, 1980 or eighty one when things started to go colour. Yeah, and I thought for me, I thought it was a pity really because I think rock and roll. Photography is black and white. Yeah. If ever there was a black and white band, it was Joy Division. Do you ever see a colour picture of Joy Division? I can't think of one. No. There I are, can't. There think are of a few, either. but they're there but, are a few, but very kind of casual ones, not studied photographs. Right, but you know, basically, black and white strips everything back to its elemental features, which is shadow. So uh, during the shoot, as I say, did you did you feel that uh, Rob Gretton was trying to manage their image or trying to get them to do what he wanted them to do? And do you feel they took him seriously? No, I didn't get any. I I I didn't talk to Rob Gretton really. You know, there was no Rob Gretton didn't have any hand in my 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 session at all. And and uh, certainly Dave and I hate to think that anybody ever interfered in our editorial work. We were, you know, we were both very, very fiercely proud of uh, being independent journalists who would um, come up with our own ideas. Certainly, would you know? I mean, if Rob Gretna, you know, had, had put any ideas in our head, we would have completely gone the other way, you know, <laughs> quite frankly. So. Rob, uh, obviously, it's just like anybody, you know, anybody who has a hand in in a band, you know, wants to push them forward by any means possible. But 
I think Dave and I both felt that this is a band that this is a band with legs and it was going to go somewhere. Whatever we said about it and however we photographed them and whatever Rob Gretton said, you know, I think actually the gig, the gig at the 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 gig at the Funhouse was was stunning. It was amazing. I, it certainly, it was far better watching them live than listening to the record live. Well, they were fantastic. Ian Curtis's voice from this this baritone, booming baritone voice coming out of this little body. You know, it was amazing. It was just amazing. They had everything. I mean, of course, Hooky's bass and low slung bass and prowling across the left-hand side of the stage. Bernard, you know, sort of like with that high guitar. He's brilliant. Steve's drums, he's a great, brilliant drummer. It was a great band, a really yeah. great band. I was really impressed that night. You know, with hindsight, I would have taken a couple more rolls of film, but I didn't. I only had a limited amount of film. I only probably took live that gig. I probably took a dozen pictures of Joy Division that night. But I got a couple of good ones. Absolutely. They're all in the book. Oh, yeah, you yeah. capture them in their element. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Barney and Hookie have said at the time they first heard the mixes of Unknown Pleasures, they felt that <clears throat> it was lacking the power that they had as a live band. I think I, I, I think there's certainly a case to be said for that. Live, they were much more expansive. The record sounded bottled up a bit mm. to me, mm. quite frankly. I, mean, I know you were down the front taking photos, and like you said, you were concentrating um, but did you notice any how the audience reacted to them? Did you sense there was some buzz about the band at the time? Well, there wasn't that big of an audience really <laughs> at that night. It wasn't like a huge audience. Yeah. It was like a, it was uh, an audience. Uh, I mean, who were Joy Division then? I think they'd been doing. They'd done quite a few gigs, but they obviously weren't that well known I mean it wasn't like the place was packed or anything but in fact uh, the funny thing that ties in is that the biggest headline audience they had you know like outside of little festivals they played the biggest headline audience they had was of the photos you have at the end of the book which was their second appearance at the electric ballroom right in October there was just over a thousand there apparently right I mean even as I was saying off tape um they played a gig in Bristol about two and a half months before Ian died, and there was only about hundred people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I um, absolutely, and you know, I, I know that unknown pleasures. Um, it started to sell, and eventually, mm. I think the, the first pressing sold out, didn't it? But that took a while. Mm. That uh, I think maybe it didn't sell out after Ian Curtis died. Then, actually. People started to um, notice the, the. I mean, Dave McCulloch wrote a wrote a piece, didn't he? In sounds, uh, uh, one of the lines was, uh, "Ian Curtis died for you." Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he, he, Dave he, saying he got a bit of flack for that. He got a bit of flack for that, yeah. but um, he said, uh, "I think Dave was um, Dave had got into the album quite heavily by then, and." Uh, was uh, was completely gutted that Ian Curtis had died. Uh, but again, going back from you know when you uh, photographed them at the Electric Ballroom, um, what was the kind of difference in their performance and the general atmosphere from when you you know from the stuff the Superstar show? Well, I'd gone there to photograph the distractions actually, right. not the Joy Division. 
uh, Island Records asked me to do some backstage pictures, uh, there was, and then there was going to be an article in Sounds magazine, and I'd gone down there to do that, and um, Joy Division were top of the bill that night. Yeah. And uh, I heard Joy Division come on, and then, because uh, I was yakking on the distractions backstage, and then eventually I realised, oh, I think I want to go down there and get some pictures of this band, right? Because I only photographed them one time before. By the time I got down to the into the auditorium, it was packed down the front. It was a really packed gig, and um, I couldn't get. It was really hard to get to the front because there was no pit in those days. Yeah, and I I just sort of put my longish lens on, and I think I snapped about. I think I had less than half a roll of film left, which I. I snapped on mostly on Ian Curtis. The, the light wasn't great, but I got some fantastic pictures of Ian that night. And, uh, of course, you know, five months later he was dead. Yeah. You know, in the prime of his life and on the eve of the American tour. Mm. And I really... I wasn't to know at that time that I wasn't going to get any more pictures of him. Because mm. I thought, yeah, I'm going to probably run into this band again, I'm sure, pretty soon. But I didn't. Mm. Ian Curtis was dead and then that was it. I, I only had what I had, the pictures. I only had those limited amount of pictures, but I'm always happy with the pictures I've got rather than sad about the ones I didn't get. Have you heard from uh, any of the surviving members of the band about you know their opinion of the shoot or anything like that? Or, and I they... never, I never, I don't really stay in touch with bands, and I don't do social media either. I find out most of the things through Steve actually, because right. he, you know, <laughs> yeah. I tell you, he's my filter. <coughs> right, yeah, yeah, things go up on Retro Man, and uh, and then Steve, Steve will let me know what's going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got my, my archive of photographs and it's great to get out a book. Are, are the band aware of the book? Oh, I'm sure they are. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure they're absolutely aware of the book. Um, my publisher, uh, Dave Lane, who's uh, the uh, heart and soul of Legends Publishing, is, uh, is a past master at social media, so... Um, I'm sure that <laughs> I'm sure that uh, you know, the Twitters and the Facebooks have found uh, found their way up to the uh, surviving three members of the band, and of course, they're if they're listening, they're they're very welcome to a free book. You know, the, the thing I was going to say was is that I mean, um, between yourself and Kevin Cummings, more than anybody else, you've nailed. You know, with your photographs, you've you kind of nailed the image. With the, with the image and the music has almost been kind of, you know, really kind of sympathetic. I mean, it, you know, the, the um, you can't imagine one without the other. And as I've said to you before, the first for Joy Division photo I ever saw was um, one of your photos when they're all standing on the corner, all right. in a copy of Smash Hits. Oddly enough, oh, good old Smash Hits. <laughs> good old right. Smash Hits. Yeah. Um, but, um, and you know, you really um, interpreted the music. 
And are you pleased with the finished product? I'm very pleased with it, actually. I'm, I'm extremely pleased with it. I think um, I think it's... Um, Dave Lane, my publisher, came up with this format, this B5 format. It, what it means is that you can you can put a, a landscape picture across either one page or you can you can also bleed it crop it and bleed it across two pages mm-hmm. or you can use it for inserting two portrait photographs which is great yeah i'm really pleased with it considering we got it together fairly quickly um, I'm really chuffed with it, but I'm glad it, I've done it. It's nice to have it out and to, to launch it on the 40th anniversary of me taking the pictures. I thought that was quite... Yeah. It was amazing, really, to think, where's all the time gone, you know? 40 <laughs> years ago. I, you know, oh, God. And I, th- I think the... the um, obviously, it is a photo book, and the photos are obviously of the utmost importance, but... I think what hasn't been mentioned up to now is the text. When you're reading the captions, it puts you there. It bring mm. it brings you in the middle of that session. Mm, great. Well, that's 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 nice there. I'm, I'm glad it's it's always it's always difficult to write captions. Quite honestly, and of course, I haven't written many captions in this book because I just want people to look at the pictures. Mm. Mm. To because when you go into an art gallery, you don't see captions written next to a picture. You see a picture, and people mm. have to make up their mind what it is. Yeah. You know, I've just given the minimum amount of of um, information about the place and the time, and a bit about my thoughts as well. So the book is, um, as, you, as we mentioned, is uh, published by Legends. Uh, it's a really lovely produced book, and I was surprised to hear that this was the first music book on Legends Publishing. It is. It's the first music book that um, Legends Publishing has has done, and um, it's not going to be the last. Ah, have you got because another? Dave and I are already ah. planning uh, the next one. Any I can't hints, tell you who it is just at the moment. Okay. We're going to keep that under wraps Sounds for a little while because I think basically what we want to do, we want to put our energies into you know publicising and selling this book first. Yeah. And once we've done that, 
then we'll think about doing something else. But yeah, we we kind of got a couple of ideas in the pipeline because I think I think the format is nice, yeah. and I think what we would do would would be to keep a similar kind of format and similar design, so that you could have a shelf full of legends publishing photo books by Paul Slattery. Yeah, I wonder who came up with that idea. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I saw it, that was the first thing I said. I could see all your photos in a series of this. Yeah. The Clash, Ramones, Smith, Oasis, yeah. The Fallen Leaves. Re- <laughs> and then reissue them as a box set. And then as a box set. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Paul. Um, that's fantastic. So the book is available from Legends Publishing, and we've got the link on the blog. And there's also, if you look in the archive, there's a feature that... Lee did a couple of years ago when you did your talk and exhibition at Strawberry Studios and Stockport Museum. And also there's uh, Lee's interview with me uh, on joydiv.org yeah. um, that you did down at the um, Tor Park Club, yeah. wasn't it, Lee? Joydiv yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Fantastic. check out the, uh, the blog, www.retromanblog.com for all the links and further information. And Lee, just a quick mention that you're currently playing in the cult figures and you've got an album out which is available on Bandcamp. The 166 Plows a Lonely Furrow through our own label Cult Figures Corporation uh, yeah. came out last year. Um, all the songs were written by the two, the two original members of the band Gary Jones and John Hodgson around about 1979 and 80 but they've been re-recorded by this lineup in the last yeah. couple of years. And we are currently, that was kind of to draw a line under it, we are currently recording a new album, all of new songs, and so far we've already recorded eight. Great. And you've also had the honour of being photographed by Paul Slattery. (laughs) And and rather wonderful photos they were at the Hope and Anchor when we opened for The Fallen Leaves. Which you can also see on Retro Blog. Of course you weren't at that gig, were you, Steve? No, I missed, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the the pictures did go up. Yeah, yeah, they're on the blog. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you very much, Lee. Thank you. And thank you very much, Paul, and congratulations on this fantastic book. My pleasure. And um, we'll look forward to interviewing you about your, um, your next project.